Just and more. And more. I must get Rambam. If you say pure and the Torah allows the Koyen Hedjit, the regular Koyen, the simple Koyen, simple Koyen, I don't know if the Koyen would be simple, the Koyen Hedjit, yeah, to be Mitama the Mess. When it comes to the Koyen Godo, in pages those who have your, the Stone Edition, Parsha Samur, page 674, the Torah says, <coughs> the Koyen Godo, Says the Torah, "Val kol nafshes meis lo yavoi lo avavuli imay lo yitamo." Okay. Then the Torah says as follows: A pasuk, pasuk yudbeis. Torah says, "Umin hamigdash lo yitzay, velo yechalel es migdash elokov." How is it translated? You'll soon see. Literally, how is it translated? Pasuk kibshutay. Says the Torah, "Vumin hamigdash lo yitzay." He shouldn't go out of the Migdosh, of the base of Migdosh. Velo yechalel eis Migdash elokov. Yud base. He shall not leave the sanctuary, and he shall not desecrate the sanctuary of Hashem. Okay. Ki nezer shem mishchas elokov alav ani Hashem. For a crown, the oil of his Hashem's anointment is upon him. I am Hashem. Nu. Okay. Now, this pasuk, we will soon discuss how it seems to be very colorful. Literally, it means he shouldn't exit the base Hamigdosh. Is there such a thing that he shouldn't actually exit the base Hamigdosh? Where is the Kohen is meant? Where is the meant to take up residency? Where is he meant to live? Where? So let's take out a Rambam. An interesting Rambam. The Rambam <coughs> says, in Hilchas Kle, Hilchas Kle Hamigdosh, says the Rambam. In Hilchas Kle Hamigdosh. Perik, hey, halocha. Zion, says the Rambam. He should have a residence in the base of Migdosh. So he had, a, there was a lishka, there was a chamber, an office set aside for the Kohen Godel. That was a room set aside, always prepared for the Kohen Godel in the base of Migdosh. Uh, basically, he was, he was, the Mishnah says that Shivas Yomim Kedim Yom Kippurim Mafrishin Kohen Godel seven days before Yom Kippur, proceeding to Yom Kippur, we, he's meant to leave home and he, must, he makes take up residency in the Beis Hamikdash, etc. Okay, so exactly what that what that served for is one issue. Then it says, "Vuhu Anikar Lishkas Kohen Godel." Okay, and then he says, "Listen to what the Rambam says." V'tifarto yukfoidoi and the respect and the, the beauty and the honor of the Kohen Godel is. Of the Kohen that he should spend all day in the base of Migdosh. He should not go out only to go home at night. 
or an hour or two during the day. But otherwise, he should, should not go, leave the Beis Amigdosh. Then he says, His home, he said he can leave. He can leave, go home at night and leave one or two hours during the day. Says the Rambam, where is his home? Don't forget, there wasn't an Eged or a Atchemp to go to Kiryat Gat or to Ichvei Swear, to Bnei Brak, right? So, his residence, his private, personal residence being Yerushalayim, he's not meant to budge from Yerushalayim. Okay. So the truth is, we're not going to spend much time on this Rambam. I'll just convey to you just the general uh, message which Achroinim explained this Rambam based on this puzzle. And they say as follows. Firstly, they say, where does the Rambam, and there's, like I say, there's a discussion in the, in the before on the Rambam, what is the source for what for all of what the Rambam says. Uh, most Mephorshim say that this, that the Rambam says that he shouldn't leave uh, he, sh- he should take up residence, that he should s- spend most of his day in the base Hamigdosh, and he shouldn't go out of the base Hamigdosh only for a certain amount of time, etc., only at night, etc. Basically, they refer us to a Talmud Yerushalmi, even though from the Talmud Bavli it doesn't seem so. Nevertheless, the Talmud Yerushalmi seems to convey that. This, that his home should be in Yerushalayim. That uh, Rogachover going also has a Mesechta Sanhedrin, different sources for it. The Meshachachma in Parshas Tzav, at the end of Parshas Tzav, wants to also substantiate and bring Mikuris for this Rambam. Okay, again, like I said before, we're not going to spend much time on it. But the Iker, the Kiryat Sefer, Rab Moshe Mitrani, who is one of the known, uh, um, one, known, known Gedoli Israel uh, sages, or commentators of the Rambam, who bring references for the Rambam, who was in the time, who lived in Tzvas, Rabbi Moshe Mitrani, the time of the Beis Yosef, etc. So Rabbi Moshe Mitrani in his Kiryat Sefer says, on this Rambam, where the Rambam says, very limited exceptions, is derived from this posse. He refers us to Psukim. And usually, that's what he, I mean, usually you have Gemoras for the Rambam, right? You have a Talmud Bavli, a Talmud Yerushalmi, like I say, the Sefer Haramiriya refers us to a Talmud Yerushalmi. Nevertheless, the Kiryat Sefer is quite happy to refer us to this Pasuk where it says in the Torah, Umin Amigdosh on the Kohen Gadol, Umin, it's a Kohen Gadol, right? Talking about the Kohen Gadol. Umin Amigdosh Layetzei. So based on that Pasuk, he was quite happy to refer to this Pasuk on this text of the Rambam. Nevertheless, as the Haram Uriah says, obviously, the Rambam merely says, the Pesach says, Lo you shouldn't leave the Beis Amikdash. The Rambam says, that's it's out of respect, and it's a beautiful thing, and it complements the Kohen Gadol, but it's not a must, because, of course, the, 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 the gist of the Pesach is really not that. We'll soon see why. Now listen here. So, this is just a general message, which is an underlying message, so to speak, from the Posik. But is this really what the Posik is out to say? So listen carefully. Rapsad Yugon, in his, uh, in his uh, commentary on the Bryce the uh, Rabbi Shmuel, every morning, Eden, before, uh, before Hoidu, say the Bryce of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yishmael Oimer, B'shloisha, Esrei Midrash, Atari Nidrashas. 
So when the preface to the Teres Koyanim, the Bryce of Rabbi Shmuel is there recorded, and Rabbi Sadi Goin says a commentary as, as follows. On the Mido Yud Beis, on this section, which we say daily, it says as follows. Dovor halo made me in Yonah. Yud Beis, right? Dovor halo made me in Yonah. What is Dovor halo made me in Yonah? So one of the, the, the principles, or how, you, how do you say, how do you touch Midois? The principles or the, or the, or the, no? Good enough? Fine, thank you. Okay, so, uh, or formulas, right? Okay, whatever. I'm not trying to look for fancy language, don't get me wrong, I just want to find the precise definition. I didn't look it up. Let's move, okay. Okay, let's go on. So, what are the rules in Torah, right? That if we want to know the correct definition of a posuk, so how, what will, if you look at the text itself, possibly you can be mistaken. But if you want to have the correct halachic definition, is Dovar Halom made me in Yonah. If you see this text in context, and you see the sequence of it, may in Yonah, Dovar Halom made me in Yonah. The thing which is understood may in Yonah from the context. And the context will tell you the definition of the verse. What is the Dover Halomid Me in Yonah? Listen to what he says. One of the examples of Dover, the first example of Dover Halomid Me in Yonah is our posuk. This posuk. The posuk is Umin Hamigdosh Loyetzei. What is the Umin Hamigdosh Loyetzei? Which is Dover Halomid Me in Yonah. What is the context of the posuk? The context of the posuk is that if by the Kohen God, Unfortunately, some a close relative passed away, right? So the Torah says, even though by the Kohen Hedit we say he may allow, he's allowed to, to, to come in contact with the corpse, the Kohen Gadol is prohibited to. And not just does the Torah prohibit him to come in contact with it, the Torah also adds and says, Umin HaMikdosh Lo Yetzei. Okay? Now, Umin HaMikdosh Lo Yetzei, there's a machloikis in Mesechta Sanhedrin, after test. What is the definition of Umin HaMikdosh Lo Does it mean literally he's not allowed to walk out of the Beis HaMikdosh? Or does it mean you can walk out of the Beis HaMikdosh and just keep your distance? If you want to be malava the mess, you want to, to uh, accompany, accompany. accompany the mess, right? So there's a machalik of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. Okay, the outcome is the halach is like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, the Rambam Paskas Mefurishtab. Rabbi Yehuda says, the Rambam says, let's read the Rambam in Halocha, Perik Ches of Hilchas, Perik Hey of Hilchas Klei Amigdosh, Halocha Hey, says the Rambam. Meis loy meis, if unfortunately there was a, the Kohen Gadol had someone closest relative, Eino Yoytzei Acharov, he doesn't accompany the mess. He doesn't, he neither goes out of the, his door, his home, or of the Beis Amigdosh. The reason why he mentions both Beis Amigdosh is because there's a time during the day he's spending at home. But there's a time, most of the day he's in the Migdosh. So the Varshav said, therefore the Rambam says, he doesn't either leave his home to accompany the, to, to be Malava the mess. Doesn't. 
doesn't leave it. So basically, so the Rav Sadiq going says, this is Dovar Allah made me in Yonah. This halacha, which teaches us that the Koyen Godel isn't meant to be to accompany the, the, the mess and is meant to remain indoors, not like the Koyen Hedjit, is Dovar Allah made me in Yonah. In other words, if, the, if not for the context, I would judge it as we originally said, just reside in the base of Mikdush and don't live there and it's proper that the resident should be in the base of Mikdush. The, the, the context teaches us, right, the sequence of the parsha teaches us that that's not the gist of the parsha. that is not, so to speak, Midol Raisa, it's not binding, it's only out of respect and it's only, so to speak, uh, suitable and, 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 and commendable, etc. But what is a must and what is really a transgression? What is prohibitive, etc., is that he's not allowed to walk out of the mess. And Mikdosh, when he wants to accompany the mess, you have to remain there. Don't go out of the house. That's the shit of Rabbi Yehuda. And the Rabbi Paschal is like Rabbi Yehuda. He says it both here. Ain't a yoytzim bepesach beisoy. Or beisach Mikdosh. He says it here in Hilchus Kleah Mikdosh. And he also says, he reiterates this in Hilchus Eivel. Perik Zayin Allah Beis, if I recall correctly. But definitely it's in Hilchus Eivel. I think it's Perik Zayin. Uh, where there he says basically the same thing, in other words, both in the halachas of Kohen Godel and in the halachas of Avelos, he tells us this psak halacha. And as the Mephorshim say, the premise, the references, the, the mockeries from the Vesech Sanhedrin. Okay. Now, the, excuse me, the Ramban, also you'll take out your Ramban and Chumish, the Ramban Nachmanides in your Chumish, on the spot, on the spot, already brings to our attention the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Now, guess what? There is another halacha derived from this pasuk, from the same umin hamikdash leyitzay, and here we come to an interesting thing, and that's where there is a whole major discussion. So it seems, according to what we said, Dover alomid meinyonim will tell us umin hamikdash leyitzay that it would mean that the Torah basically places a prohibition, a transgression. It's trans, it's a, a transgression for the kohen gadol if he does go out of the base hamikdash to accompany the the the, the, the corpse, the mess. So he, over, he transgresses. He's over Belav, right? And if he's over Belav, if he transgresses, he should also get lashes. Because it's a lav sheyesh boy meisim. Well, the fact is that there is a major machloikis harishoyni and poskim. Do we say that this halacha we just um, uh, conveyed is an asmachto, it's only mitarabona? Some want to say it's merely a prohibition, a rabbinical prohibition. Even though it's derived from the Posuk, but it's merely the Rabbonu, just an Asmachta. We're leaning it on the expression of the Torah. Some want to say so, and if I recall correctly, I think it's the Ramban in Chubish. Take a look at the Ramban, or in other Mephorshim. Okay? Uh, you can also see the Minchas Chinuch and Mitzvah. Whatever the mitzvah where he deals with the So there he, uh, he brings the different uh, shittas. There is another shita which says the extreme uh, uh, opinion, who says that not just is it prohibited but actually he also will receive lashes if he does it and he leaves the mikdash to accompany the mace. Others say that uh, uh, there's bachlal no lav in the Torah, which refers to such a thing. Anyway, different opinions, how to treat it. Uh, uh, the interesting thing is that the Rambam himself, in his Sefer HaMitzvah, if I recall correctly, Mitzvah Kuf Samaches, says the Rambam that the pshat of the posuk is what we just finished saying. And that is, like Rapsad Yegon says, Dover Alamid bin Yonoi. And the pshat of the posuk is, as we said, that he is prohibited to walk out of the mikdash to accompany the dead. 
That's the pshat of the posuk. Why does the Rambam highlight that's the pshat of the posuk? Because you will soon see that the chachomim actually derive from this an additional halacha. We'll see, we'll see the two the additional halacha also found in the Rashi soon. Masha uh, Enkin. Now the Ramban says, even though the Rambam mentions it in the Sefer Hamitzvahs, in the way where he enumerates the lavi, right? He enumerates where one uh, the, the the transgressions, the lavin of the Torah. The Rambam mentions in that lav that the pshat of the posuk is that you shouldn't leave your the Beis Hamikdash or company the dead. Nevertheless, says the Ramban and others. That due to the fact that the Rambam does not say veloikin, he only says veosur. Take a look at the language, right? The Rambam says veeno yoitze mi pesach beisay oimin amigdosh. Eino yoitze. He says he doesn't. He's not meant to go out of the mikdosh. He doesn't say he's not allowed to go out, and he doesn't say if he goes out he gets lashes, like we'll soon see another halacha derived from this pasuk. So therefore, they want to say that possibly the Rambam learns the, the Rambam may have retracted in the sefer Yada Chazaka in his. Code, he may have retracted from the way it seems from the Sefer, from the, excuse me, from the Sefer HaMitzvahs. And the Chinuch also quotes the Sefer HaMitzvahs, right? That the Rambam seems to incorporate it in the transgression, which according to that you should be getting lashes. It should be prohibited in The Rambam says over here, So the question is, some will even allow themselves to say in the Rambam that it's merely Midirabonon. So in the code he may have retracted, and so is also the language in Hilchus uh, Eva. Let's go to the Ikar Allah, which we want to discuss tonight, and let's move. And that is as follows. Uh, the the, the Allah, which is basically the main issue of this posuk, is as uh, brought in uh, the Rambam further. And that is, the Rambam says uh, as follows. In, I'm sorry. In Hilchus Bias Migdosh, that's in Hilchus Bias Migdosh, Perig Beis. Perik Beis. Halacha Hey. There is a machloikis between the Rambam and the Rivet. We'll first learn the way the Rivet learns. Why? Because the Rivet seems to fit him better in the Posuk, and then we'll see the novel shot of the Rambam in this Posuk. And this is all based on a Tesefta and Gemoris, etc., etc., how to treat this posuk. Rashi also brings it. You know, by the way, we are not acquaint ourselves with, the, with, the, with, with this halacha in Rashi. If you see your Rashi, take a look at your Rashi. Rashi says, Umin lo So Rashi will mention both halachas, which the Ramban refers to. And he says they're contradictory. You'll, you'll look at the Rashi. Look at the Rashi. Rashi says, Umin lo Says Rashi, the first he says, That's the first, that's in, the, in your stone edition, column one. And uh, just about in the middle, closer to the bottom of the page. Right, where it says, Yud So Rashi says, So that's the first, the second thing we mentioned today. Right, that's the Dover Alomid in Yonui. That he doesn't follow and accompany the, 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 the corpse, the dead. Okay? That's Sanhedrin Yudches. Then he says, This is what we're going to discuss now. That a koyen godol may 
continue doing the service and the offering of the Korbanis as an Oinen. Right? An Oinen means a Midoraisa, and an Oinen Midoraisa is on the day if a close relative, which one has to have a mourn for, passed away on that day. So he's an Oinen, that the day of the, of the departing, the day when the, of the, when the fellow the deceased, when he died or she died. So then he is an oinen. So the din is, Chachamim learned from this pasuk that a koyen godel is makrif oinen, even though he's an oinen. In other words, it's the yom hamisa, and oinen means that there is a severe mourning, right? Nevertheless, he may do that, continue on doing the avoda in the Besamikdash. And this is the definition. This is the definition of the pasuk. Af imesoy ove even if his father or mother passed away. The Torah says he doesn't have to go out of the base of Migdosh. He may continue on doing the avoid of the service. Further, the next Rashi. He doesn't desecrate or invalidate the avoid even though he's an oinim. Because the Torah allowed it for the Kohen Gadu. Oh, Kohen Hedit. But a coin headed to the, the regular coin, Shaovad Oinen, who does the avoid as an Oinen Chilel, he desecrates the avoid, he invalidates the avoid, he's prohibited to do the service. So basically, Rashi teach, translates, defines this posuk the way the Rambam defines this posuk. Listen to the way, okay, so we'll I'll just introduce, because really the Ravid we're not going to deal with, we're going to deal with the Rambam. So how do we touch this posuk? It goes like this. You know, let's start off with a different pasuk. In Parsha Shmini, that's where the main pasuk is. In Parsha Shmini, it says, after another Avi who passed away, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to them as follows: Page five ninety two in your Stone Edition, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to Aaron, to Elazar, and to Isamar his sons. So in the Pasuk Zion, the last verse on that, post, on that page, it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to them, Umi Pesach Oyel 592. Umi Pesach Oyel Moyed Loiseitzu Pentamusu. If you, you aren't allowed to walk out of the Mishkon, Pentamusu, maybe you will die. In other words, you will be Chayv Misabidei Heavenly death. And Hashem says, Kishem and Mishkas Hashem Aleichem, they, they, heed, they, they, they follow to what Moshe says. So basically this Pasuk tells us that after they're meant to mourn, Aaron is mourning for his son, right? For his sons, not of Avihu. Elazar some are mourning for their brothers. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to them, Don't walk out of the Mishkan. Remain in the Mishkan because you've been anointed as Koyanim. So it seems, now we're learning Shittis Rambam, you know what, there's a rivet, I don't even think I'm going to mention the rivet, it's just going to be Mavalbalos. So let's go on, I don't think time doesn't allow anyway. If at the end of the time, if we'll have time, we'll mention the rivet and uh, whatever they say on the rivet. We're going to deal with the Rambam, basically. Okay, so the Posik says as follows, the Posik says, addresses Aaron, Aaron is the Kohen Godel. Right? We're talking about the Shemini Lemiluim. Aaron is appointed as the Kohen Godel. Elozavali and Isam are, even though they've been anointed, but they have a halachic status of koyanim hedyotim, regular koyanim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to them, and this is the context. What is the context, right? What is the sequence? What is the context? After they're as mourners, Hashem says to them, even though you're mourners, don't leave the Beis Amigdosh. Don't walk out of the Beis Amigdosh. 
And if you do, you will receive heavenly death. Says the Rambam, what do we derive from this Allah? Listen, it's talking that this, this passage teaches us a prohibition, a tr- that it's, it's, it, there's a transgression, it's prohibited, koyanim are prohibited to leave the Beisam Mikdosh whilst they are doing the service, you get it? While they're in the midst, they're in the midst of the avoider. And unfortunately, Mebach, if they have a cell phone or whatever, right? They, it's brought to their attention that a close relative, right? Next to kin, Nebach, some of them, they're obliged to mourn for. They hear that the fellow passed away or the woman passed away. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it would be, and the, the Ramam express, expresses himself, you know, he's Mavul, he's a Gansan Tzurudert. So, what would that coin do if he was only a mensch? He would let go of the service, right? So logically, rationally, if he was a rational person, he can't be rational at the time. But whatever, Seichel says, Seichel says, not Torah, but Seichel says, right? Menschlichkeit says, if you want to call it, so it's called Menschlichkeit. What, 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 what the Welt would do, right? He would let go and just walk out and let everything just continue on. In other words, even though he just slaughtered the carbon tumid and the blood is gushing, right? Nevertheless, He's running out to go see what happened. So that Kodesh Baruch nothing doing. Even though you're mevul and you're all too tumult and you would expect that the fellow is going to run out to the Kodesh Baruch you don't you dare. You're not allowed to run out the middle of the Avoidah and let the Avoidah just go on its way. In other words, drop the Avoidah in the middle to go out even under these circumstances. Even under these circumstances. And as the Ramban says in his commentary here and also in his Asogis, in his commentary on the Sefer HaMitzvah, Shoresh Hay, the Kolshkein, if there wasn't someone, if he didn't, he doesn't become aware of this situation that someone died in his family. Right? Definitely not. But the context says that even in such a case, the Kolshkein, definitely, if he's not aware of it. So basically, the Posik is teaching us here that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that if you're in the middle of the Avoidah, don't walk out and leave the Avoidah and just walk out. It's a new halacha. That's a third message. A third message. You get it? The first message. The second message is a third message. And now the Ramam asks if that's the case. And this is, a, 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 this is addressed to the Kohen Gadol to Aaron. It's also addressed to Elazar V'Yisano. Right? And in laws of some are not just koinim gedolim, they're koinim hedyotim. If so, asks the Rambam, so why when we come to Parshas and more? Does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say, Ba'koyin ha'godol me'echov. And Hashem says to him, it's the same setup, right? The same occurrence, the same situation. He's in the middle of doing the Avoidah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to him that you shouldn't walk out, leave the Avoidah and run, go out. So after, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu address the Kohen Gadol? What does he say? The prohibition is not just to the Kohen Gadol. It's addressed even to the Kohen Hegel, like it says in Parsha Shemini. Says the Rambam, read on. It says, What does that mean? Torah is telling him as follows. Here the Torah is not telling you the prohibition of Menamikdosh Lo Yetzei. Torah says, I'm telling you a new halacha here. Till now I told you the prohibition. Now I'm telling you another thing. You should know that there's a difference between a Kohen Godel and a Kohen Hedit. And this is uh, conveyed in the sequence of Velo Yechaleh, that says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the Kohen Godel, Kohen Godel, not just shouldn't you walk out of the base of Mikdosh 
and stop doing the Avodah, you should continue on doing the Avodah. Because if you will continue on doing the Avodah, you will not desecrate the Avodah. You will not invalidate the Avodah. You're allowed as a mourner, as an Oinein, to continue on doing the Avodah. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, therefore HaKadosh Baruch highlights the Kohen Godel. Kohen Godel, you should know, don't cease from doing the Avodah and walking out because because you're not desecrating the Avodah and you continue on doing the Avodah. Which Bemele, what do we deduce from this? But a Kohen had it if he Continues and done, continues on to do the avodah. He will invalidate the avodah. He desecrates the avodah, which basically Rashi says just what I just said now, right? Rashi says. I mean, I mean, just look back at the Rashi. Rashi says, The gist of this pasuk is that the kohen gadol is allowed to bring a korban as an oinen. This is the pshat of the pasuk. The Torah says he doesn't have to go out of the base of migdash. This that is not a lot of God of the base of Mikdash that we learned from here, right? From Parashmini. But the Torah is telling us a new Allah over here. It doesn't have to the God of the base of Mikdash. Why? Because, right? But a Kayan Hedit, from this is understood that a Kayan Hedit, if he does continue on doing the Avoidah, he does desecrate the Avoidah. So that's the Pshat, that's the way the Rambam learns in Hilchas Bias Mikdash Perik Base. What does he do? Is Allah Hain, Allah Havav. What does he do? Is that Luzan? No, this is a prohibition that you're not allowed to walk, you're not allowed to leave the avoider. You're not allowed to leave the avoider. Not a oh, not a oin. What are you saying now? Elizabeth Summer Right. No, here there's a halacha that he's machalim if he continues on during the avoider. That's the halacha. So in other words, according to the Rambam, the gist of this pasuk is not so much umina migdash lo it's the veloy chalelis migdash shalikov. That's the message of this pasuk. That's what the Rambam explains in Perik Beis Milchus Bias Mikdash Halacha Hey and Halacha Vov. Okay, now in the Minyan Halavin, that's what's interesting now. After we mentioned three Halachos which seem to be connected and linked to this pasuk, nevertheless, the Rambam, when he enumerates the Lavin in the transgressions of the Torah, and where he says also in Hilchus Beis Mikdash that one gets lashes, and also when he says in Hilchas Sanhedrin Perik Tes Halacha Beis Ois Tes, if I recall correctly, that one gets lashes. For he mentions the third halacha. He definitely doesn't mention the first halacha that he should reside in the base of Mikdash. Because we said, there's no special halacha for that. Even the second halacha which we mentioned, that we say that he shouldn't go in a company, which is, which is linked to this according to the Kiryat Sefer, right? According to the Gemara Mufurish in Besefta Sanhedrin. Nevertheless, uh, the Rambam possibly will learn that even if it's in the Orisa, but it's not Mufurish in the Torah, etc., etc., or whatever. Or maybe even be with the Rabbonah, but definitely there's no lashes, right? The Iker of this Pasuk is what we just concluded with. Okay. Within that mitzvah, the Rambam says, Pshat HaKosuv is like the second halacha we mentioned. That's where the Rambam puts in, in the, that the Pshat is also that he shouldn't go out to accompany him. But the Iker Lav is set for this. Okay, end it. Now, so we have a halacha, which is an interesting halacha, which, even though it's not obvious in the Pasuk, but this is what the halacha teaches us based on the Chazal, that the Torah is telling us that as an oinein, he's not a lot of He's not allowed to stop. He's min amigdash lo yitzay. There's a halacha of min amigdash. He's not allowed to stop doing the avoda. Um min amigdash lo. He's not allowed to walk out of the base of amigdash. Now, for the kohen gadol, he has to continue on doing the avoda. He's not allowed to stop doing the avoda, right? For and 
And for the Koyin Hedit, it means don't walk out of the Beis Amikdash. Now the Ravid says on the Rambam, once he has to stop doing the Avoidah, once he has to stop doing the Avoidah, right? He's not, he's a, he's a Koyin, he's not allowed to continue on doing the Avoidah, right? So if so, he should be able to walk out. Because he's allowed to accompany the dead. Nevertheless, it seems from the Rambam very clear, quite obviously, according to the Kesef Mishnah at least, and others, and at Rabbi Shover, that the Rambam prohibits him to walk out of the Beis HaMikdash, even if he can't do it either. That's precisely Shittas Rambam. You're not allowed, according to the Rambam, the Kohen Hedit is not just, basically the Torah says, it doesn't, the Torah doesn't say don't do the Avoida. The Torah says don't go out of the Beis HaMikdash. So it's clear from the Rambam, from the, from the, the way the Rambam wrote this Pasuk, that the, the main message of the Pasuk is like this, is explained in the Sefer HaChinuch and the Minchas Chinuch Ba'arucha in this mitzvah. The Torah says, don't walk out of the Beis HaMikdash, even if you can't do that. What's pshat? So here we have. So the, the din is that you're not allowed, he finds out, the individual finds out in the middle of the Avodah, he's an Oynen. Now what is the pshat in the middle of the Avodah? Is an interesting Minchas Chinuch. He says, what does that mean in the middle of the Avodah? So he says, what are the Avodahs? One of the Avodahs is Kabola Saddam, to be receiving the blood as after it's slaughtered. Another Avodah is Holocha, you have to carry the blood to the to the Mizbeach. A third Avodah is the sprinkling of the blood. So he just brings to our attention interesting queries and he wonders. He says, listen, what happens if he just took the consecrated vessel but didn't yet start receiving the blood? That's not called the middle of the Avodah. Sure not. That's what the Mechazchil says. That's definite. He didn't stop. It says in the middle of the Avodah, you can't stop. He says definitely he started to have the blood gushing into the receptacle. And that shot in the middle of the Avodah. Then that moment, all of a sudden, he gets this, this ring that never, he has to run out and he gets all excited. So he's not allowed to stop. Oh, he has to stop. He has to stop. That's shot in the middle of the Avodah. That's what we tell him. He has to stop occurring. God has to continue on. That's what the middle of the, and then he queries exactly how much blood, because he's, there's a certain amount of blood which comes in. So the, he speaks then again about the Hilocha with the and with the Zrika. He also speaks about these different fine details. Okay, so definitely there's a definition, there's a criteria of what the meaning is of the middle of the Avoida. Okay, that's number one. Now, it's clear according to the case of Mishnah that the Rambam prohibits the Kohen Hedit to walk out of the Pesam Bigdosh, even though he's prohibited to do the Avoida. Right? He's not allowed to. The, 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 the Kesef Mishnah understands that the reason why, and that seems to be, you take out a Sefer HaChinuch, Sefer HaChinuch, when he describes and explains the, 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 the logic of this mitzvah, what is intended by HaKadosh Baruch Hu is as follows. Because, and really, what should be? This nebuch, this yid, someone close, next to yeah, his close relative passes away and he's meant to mourn. So he's meant to let everything go and go. Nevertheless, if you're doing the Avoid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that's prohibited and it's against the COVID and respect and it shows that you are, so to speak, belittling in the COVID of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and its Mikdush. The Mikdush and its Avoid. And because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to instill in us the importance of the COVID of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his Mikdush and etc. etc. Therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu says even under these extreme circumstances, definitely if there's no extreme circumstances, you're not allowed to just drop what you're doing. Okay. The Chidush is, and the Kesem Mishim continues on and he says, the same applies even if the fellow can't even continue on doing the Avodah. So what's wrong with him walking out? No, nothing doing. If you started it, right, you got to wait till that service finished by another Kohen. Don't just drop it in the middle and don't worry. It's like not your business anymore. It's not your worry. And so that's right to break them cup. Nothing doing. That's called Zilzul. 
in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's avoided. And therefore, you have to remain there steady and just chill until everything is under control, even though you have to refrain, and then you can walk out. And so it's very clear in the case of Mishnah, so I understand that Rokhachovar also learns that way. And so it's quite obvious in the Chinuch and the Sefer Minchas Chinuch. Okay. Ended. So we see that the underlying reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Umin Amikdosh Lo Yeitzei, here we have a Naval Halacha, right? Basically, the, that's the message and the gist of the Halacha, Umin Amikdosh Lo Yeitzei, as an Oinen, or definitely if he's not an Oinen, it's because you're not allowed to leave what is meant to be done, or what has to be attained, or meant to be done or fulfilled, and you're just ignoring it. You have to make sure, right? You have, if it was your initial business, it was you which was partaking with you, can't let it go and find names with something else. Okay. The Rokhachavra Goin extends this halacha and applies it to another two cases. L'choyre, the Pashas, we learn that this is a halacha uh, addressed to the Koyanim. Right? It's very obvious. It's a halacha for the Koyanim. And definitely for the Koyanim, if one transgresses, there's a chiv misa He gets lashes and he gets heavenly death, etc., etc., depending if he was warned in advance. Okay. There's another halacha. There's a halacha in relation. The Ram, the, the Rogachover going in many in different areas of his forum applies it, number one, to the Levian, the in concept, the concept, to the Levian, and number two, to Yisraeli. This concept. And this is as follows. In Hilchas Klei Migdosh, Seif Perigimel. At the end of Perigimel, the Ramam tells us as follows. This is a Gemara in Erechin. The Ramam says that there is. The Levim are told, aren't allowed to partake in the Avodah which is set aside for the Koyanim. The Koyanim aren't allowed to do the Avodah which is set aside for the Levim. We learn that from Sukim. Then the Ramam says, based on a Posuk, the same applies for the Levim themselves, right? They are, there's a, they're warned, in other words, they're, they're obliged to keep, to refrain. Right? The din is, the, the Koyanim, all the Koyanim, there was Mishmoros, there were, there were rosters, but the fact is that there was also a pious, right? Who did what in the base of Middash between the Koyanim? There was a girl, they, there was a lottery, so each one had what they were meant to do daily. The Levine, they were, that was done by appointment. They were appointed, they were, they were appointed that what, who should be a Meshayer, who should sing in the base of Middash, who should be a Shayer, who should be a gatekeeper, who should be a, a watchman, etc., etc. Now the Rambam says, whoever was appointed as a Meshayer, as, a, as to do the song in the Beis Hamikdash, the Shuas Alavim is prohibited to do someone else's appointment, and that is to be a gatekeeper. Whoever is obliged to do the, the, the gatekeeping is prohibited to be a, a shoyer. And if he does, says the Rambam, uh, yeah, it says a posuk. Shenamar, it says a posuk. Ish ish al avoidosev al masoy. And the Rambam conclu- concludes, Yud Alf, Levim, Levim, Sha'ovdu Avidus Akoyin. If a Levi, or she see a Levi bimlocha she'ene malachtoi, or a Levi uh, accompanied and he supported and he helped out, he, he was an aid, he aided, he, he was an aid, he, uh, he helped out another Levi in the other fellow's work. By this halacha, it says in Parashas Levim, Kodesh Baruch says each one has to do his job, and therefore if he aids the another Levi in his job, which he wasn't appointed to, 
he's not allowed to. Now, the Mepharshim have a problem with this terminology, with this halacha, because the Gemara seems to say that the prohibition is only if he takes over the next guy's job. So if a shoyer, a gatekeeper, takes over the singing, or if someone who's meant to sing takes over the gatekeeping, so he's totally taking it over, so then he's chayav misi, he gets heavenly death. But this halach is not said, it doesn't apply if the fellow just accompanies him, and if he just supports him and he helps him as an aide, etc., etc. Nevertheless, the Ram seems to say, no, even if he's a messiah, even if he supports him and sustains him and helps him out in what he's meant to do, he's also chayav misi, and therefore they have a problem with this ramba. The Rogachavar also deals with it. The, the Kesav Mishnah asks the question. The Rogachavar asks as follows. He says, there are two ways we can analyze this that the Torah commands the lady that he's meant to do what he's appointed for and he's, not, he's, he's, and he's meant to keep away from what the next guy's appointed for. We can look at it as two ways. One way you can look at it is as follows. Hashem says, you know, it depends on the pu'ula. You're commanded to sing and that guy's commanded to be a gatekeeper. So he got to remain to be a gatekeeper. He got to sing. Therefore, you shouldn't be singing because you aren't appointed for it. And you shouldn't be, being, you shouldn't be a gatekeeper because you aren't appointed for it. And therefore, if you do the opposite, so you're doing the pu'ula, the act which you weren't appointed for, and therefore you have misabideshamad. Now, according to that approach, says the Rabbi Chover, two nafkeminis lahalocha. Listen to this. The facts are that the gatekeepers were also doing their work. The singing only took place during the avoid of the Beis Hamikdash, right? When they did the service in the Beis Hamikdash, the singing took place. The Levine were Meshire. but at night there is no avoid, right? Avoidus akarbonis only is by beyond carbonate, but by night there is no avoidus akarbonis. So there is no shiras Levine at night. And the question is, if a lady who is appointed as a singer, as a chazan, he chose to be, he does the gatekeeping at night. He's doing something wrong? Of course he is. According to this way of looking at it. Why? Because he was appointed to be a singer. This guy, now you choose, you keep to singing. You're a chazan. By night you're off, go to sleep. But you have no right to be a gatekeeper. You chose to be a gatekeeper at night, you have not fulfilled what you were appointed for. You were appointed for this and not for that. So because you did the pu'ula, which is wrong, the act you're doing is not appreciated because you weren't appointed for it. Therefore, what you, you're in the context of this halacha, you've transgressed what it says. Number one. Another nafkim in halacha. Says the Rogachover. If you aided, if you were a messiah, if you... Substantially, there's a, there's a gatekeeper, and you're just helping him out. The rule of the Shas is Misayeya and by Mamish. If someone just helps you, but you can really do it all yourself, and the fellow is just aid, aiding you, AID, he's aiding you, is that the right word? Assisting. assisting you, that's the better word, right? He's assisting you, and your assistance is generally we accept, it depends on what assistance it is. If the fellow can't do what he's doing without your assistance, so then what you're doing is, if it's a substantial assistance, so then you're part and parcel of what he's doing. But if it's a minor assistance, and the fellow is able to do his job without your assistance, so then it's, we say on that, that's a general rule throughout the Shas and many halachas, in Shabbos, etc., etc., etc. But when it says the Rabbi Shavar going, this yid, this chazm, who is, who is assisting this gatekeeper at night, 
If the gatekeeper is able to do his job without him, he has to be made of the gloss, so he's open and close the doors, etc., etc., or lock up the doors, whatever he's doing. And he's assisting him in such a manner where it's a lightweight assistance, so definitely he wouldn't be doing anything wrong. Because he's not doing the pu'ula. He's not doing what he was meant to do because he's just assisting. And that type of assistance is lightweight. It's easygoing. He's able to do it. The other guy is able to do it without you. Do not commit this. Guess what? There's another way of looking at it. Rogachava. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says the Mishayr shouldn't be a Shoyer. The Chazan shouldn't be a... I'm finishing. The Mishayr shouldn't be a Mishayr and the Shoyer shouldn't be a Mishayr. I'm sorry, I'm going to go over five to ten minutes because we're going to lose the whole beauty. I'm, it's my fault. I schlepped it out. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. So there's another way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is what can be wrong? Because you're not meant to leave your post. You have to do what you're meant to do. If a Kodesh Baruch Hu says you're meant to be a chazan, what's Christian you're a shayer? What are you opening and closing those? What are you a gatekeeper? Hashem says, you're, don't leave what you're doing. That's the other way of looking at it. We're not concentrating that you aren't commanded to do, you have to keep to what you're appointed to, no. We're saying the reason why you shouldn't be doing the other ones appointed, what, other fellow, what you're not appointed for, is because, what is the problem? The underlying reason is, it's because you're leaving what you're, be, you're meant to be doing. And you're not allowed to leave what you're meant to be doing. Says the Rogachover going, where do we have that principle? That you're not meant to leave what you're meant to be doing. It's a Mephurish the Koyanim have a Mefurish allowed in the Torah. Where the Torah says, You're not allowed to leave the Avoidah, but Emtzah Avoidah. He says that's the same concept where HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Levim. That's the same reason, says the Rogat Shavagoy. Why HaKadosh Baruch Hu told the Levim that a Meshur shouldn't be a Shur and a Shur shouldn't be a Meshur. That's the same reason. You're not allowed to leave your post. In Mitten Drinnen, you're walking off your job. That's your job. Says the Rogat there are two nafkeminis. If you're a chazan and you help out the next guy, you become a gatekeeper at night. Did he do anything wrong? When is he a chazan by day? During the avoid. When this avoid is hakarbonus. But is there a problem for the Kohen Godel to walk out of the base Amigdosh by night? He can go home at night. Because it's Ben Avoida, so even an Oinen should remain there, he's able to do the Avoida. But he can walk out. Definitely the same applies with the Levim, says the Rogachover going. That when, during the night time, the Chazn can be a gatekeeper. The transgression, the prohibition was set to him. If I look at it this way, that's the reason why he's not allowed to interchange. So by night, there's no Avoida. So he's not, he doesn't have his job. So he's not leaving his post. He's just doing an additional thing, so it may even be commendable. That's number one. Number two, says the Rogachover going, by day, even if he does it in a manner where he's not, he's just doing a minor assistance to the next guy. Take during the day. It's during the avoid, right? I'm meant to be a chazan. I leave my chazonas and I help this gatekeeper in a minor way, a lightweight assistance. We finish saying, according to the first way, that a lightweight assistance is Messiah in Baimamish. But you know when Messiah, I can use that argument, when I'm prohibited to do the act. So we say, I'm prohibited and I transgress. When I do the act in full, if I'm just doing a minor assistance, that's not called act. But if I say the problem is that I'm leaving my post, what's the difference? What I do? When I leave my post, I can't leave my post. 
So even to give the guy a minor assistance, I can't leave my chazonas. So then even a minor assistance will be a problem. So basically, the Rogachover applies this Rambam to that Rambam, and he says that's basically the way the Rambam understood. The reason why a Meshur can't change with a Shoyer, the Nachimunah will be by night. He will be allowed, and that's why the Rambam says, Misayeya, even the assistance is a problem, because the problem is he's leaving his post. So if he does it during the daytime, it makes no difference what you're doing for the next guy. It could be a minor lightweight thing, but you have to remain in your post. You can't leave Ben Zavod. Now the Rambam says a more ridiculous thing, the Rogachover, and this I think is a real winner. Listen to this. He takes that, he says, take out a chumish. It's a say, take out the chumish. Let's read this parsha together. It'll take more, another five minutes and then we're finished. You'll be able to go to sleep. It's mamish more And only the Rogachover can say it, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't have time to investigate it and to look at other Mephorshim or Rishonim and Achroinim. I looked here a bit, here and there. I try to understand what the Rogachover is saying, and I'll attempt to convey it. And here we go. In Parshas Baaloyz, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Yidn are in the Mishkan in the desert, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu commands them as follows." Take a look. Page seven, seven hundred and eighty. Kodesh Baruch says, once you've put up the Mishkan, you should know, then the cloud will cover over in the Mishkan. So Kodesh Baruch tells them what will be the, the, you know, the, the, the procedure, what will be from here on. So he tells them, this what will be. Once the Mishkan is, is erected, put up, you should know during the day, daytime, there will be a cloud over the Mishkan. And by in the evening, there will be over the Mishkan, Kemare Eish Adboiker. There will be Mariesh. How is it translated? Mariesh? Fiery appearance. Okay, it'll be a fiery appearance. Okay, Zolzai. Good. Ended. And HaKadosh Baruch goes on. Let's read on. Tezai. Can ye tomit? So will be, always, <coughs> always will be this way. This will be the regular. Can ye tomit? During the daytime, the, the, the cloud will cover it. Mariesh loyla. The fiery appearance will be at night. Then Hashem says, Yud Zayin. Rafi ha'alois ha'onan ma'ala oil. When the cloud, uh, uh, it, uh, how do you say it, rises from above the tent, then, then the Eden will start traveling. That is a sign that you can start traveling. But once the, 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 the cloud rests, comes up, uh, uh, bestow, comes, rests, descends on the Mishkan, so then, then you have to rest. And Hashem goes on and he really digs it in. I'll pay Hashem Yisru, B'nai Yisrael, Hashem. He didn't have to, will travel according to the Hashem. That means once you have to, what will be your guide? The honor. I'll pay Hashem Yisru, B'nai Yisrael, I'll pay Hashem Yisru. You're going to have to travel. It's not, it's not up to you. It's up to him. And he says, Kol yimei ash yishken ha'onon ha'mishken yachnu. As long as you will see that cloud descendant, after it had descended on the Mishkan, and it will rest on it, that's what you have to stay put. Then he says again, if it will be there many days, right? The, the honor will spend many days there. You should be patient, Hashem says. Don't start walking away. You stay put there. And look what's going on. Yes, you should know. You should know there are certain times that the honor will sit on it for many days. And you should know you can't. You have to stay put. You sit there. Then he says, Sometimes the, the cloud will only see, be there for 24 hours and the honor will, 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 yeah, will, will ascend. Then you'll travel. 
And then he says, Oh, yeah, Anyway, basically, I really, I, it needs mamash analysis, all this arichas, and Hashem concludes, you should follow, and Now listen. The, the, the rocket shower going says, Look, it says in the Torah, Veloi so. It says, Veshamru bnei Yisrael es mishmeres Hashem veloi so. Hashem, he keeps on saying, Veloi so. Hashem, Parshat is commanding the Eden, you have no right to travel. In other words, as long as that cloud is over the Mishkan and the Mishkan is sitting put, you have no right to move. You stay put. And he says more than once. He says, Veloi so sounds like a laugh, sounds like a transgression, right? The fact is, we don't record and enumerate transgressions in the laughing of the Torah which are not leduris, which are not eternal and because it was only for the time of the desert therefore you will not find it in the Mingana Mitzvahs but nevertheless it's quite obvious from the context from the statement it's like very uh, uh, clear statement that the Lord Yisro Hashem is like adamant no way you're not traveling and listen to what he adds he says you know there's a sefer called Psiktozutrasi which is interesting the Rokhachavar had it more than once that he does, from Raptuvia Rabbi Eliezer, which we mentioned frequently. It's called Medrash Lekach Toiv. It's not a Medrash. It's from one of the Rishonim. It's called Psikta Zutrasa. From Raptuvia Rabbi Eliezer, he, he preceded the Rambam. And some say, I quote this from time to time, he was from Rome. And some say that the Rambam also had it and uh, takes his re- certain references from this Sefer Psikta Zutrasa. So it's not, not a Medrash, but it's original even before the Rambam. Anyway, he says, look, and I saw, I have a Baruch Hashem, Psikta Zutrasa, you can get one, it's online, anywhere, in Hebrewbooks.org, it's Mestama there, whatever. So in Psikta Zutrasa, it says on this Posuk, on the Posuk, Vishamru, look what it says, Vishamru, yeah? Look what it says there. It says, Vishamru. Look what it says, Vishamru. Vishamru, Bnei Yisrael, Vishmeres Hashem, V'lo Yiso. And it says it again at the end, right? So he says, you know Vishamru? This is like the Vishamru, it says by Shabbos. Just like it says by Shabbos, and what happens by Shabbos? If you desecrate the Shabbos, says the Vesik Tzutrasa, basically substantiates what the Rogachavar claims, and he uses that. He says, it looks, the Psik Tzutrasa says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, that not just I, do I forbade you to move and budge, but I also got forbid if you do, you have Misa like Shabbos. That's what is written in Psik Tzutrasa. So the Rogachavar says, what's going on? And he highlights another Givaldika thing. He says, look, HaKadosh Baruch Hu keeps on telling them that if you don't see the cloud ascending, don't travel. But there was another time, that was during the daytime. During the nighttime, what was over the Mishkan? The Marayesh. Why don't you find, it's repeated ten times often, that Hashem should say to them, and when the Marayesh ascends, you shouldn't travel. Hashem is only, keeps on drilling in that when the Mare descends, you shouldn't travel. But he didn't even mention once that the, the, the honor descend, ascends, you shouldn't travel. He didn't even bother mentioning once. He says, look, he starts off saying, there's going to be this by day and this by night. But maybe he wasn't comfortable to travel at night. Whatever, it's not my business. But he just says, you're looking at it. If you want the apostle to reflect the halacha, what's going on here? So why take is it mentioned even once about the marriage? Like I said, I didn't have time to look at the before. Listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. tired as a Listen, the rule is, the rule, the halacha is, 
The Gemara says the Mishnah is the Tainus, and it's a halacha. The Rambam explains for us that Hilchus Klei Amigdash Perik Vov, taken from Mesech the Tainus, Daf Chavov, Daf Chavzai, and the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, is it possible that a korban, which is brought on behalf of a yid, he shouldn't stand beside the korban? Impossible. In other words, when every individual yid brings a korban, you have to come into the Besamigdash. In addition to smich, Pasha, you have to be there. When it's being slaughtered, when the blood is sprinkling, depending on which avoid is, but it's not shaykh to say that when you're there, when the carbon is brought on your behalf, the coin does it on your behalf, right? You're not a shaykh, you're not a coin, you're not doing the avoid, right? Where, where are you? You can't be out of it. It's brought for you. You gotta be there. Which before should bring. Now, this is Midoi Raisa. It's derived from a posuk. In Parshas Pinchos, it says, and the Parshas Tommy, we learn from the Parshas Tomit. It's a Mephurusha Rashi. Rashi brings it there, but it's derived from the Posuk. The Mishnah brings the Posuk. In Parshas Pinchas it says, we say it daily. What does it say in Parshas Pinchas? Come on, we say it daily in the Chumash. Uh, what does it say? Come on, please, help me. Pinchas, no? In Parshas Pinchas we say it daily in the Parshas Tomit. I've got the Baruch who says, no, where is it? Here, by Yedaber Hashem El Moshe Lamer, Tzavetz Bnei Yisrael, page eight ninety in, in the Stone Edition. Tzavetz Bnei Yisrael command all the Yidden. Bnei Yisrael, not just Koyim, not just Levim. From Marta Aleim, as Korban Ilachmeli Yishai Reich Nechachit Tishmeru Lahakrivli B'Mayadoi. What's going on? The Koyim brings the Korban. The Levi has to sing. The Yisrael can go to sleep. So why is Hashem speaking to all the Jewish people about it? So basically, take a look at the Rashi. Rashi says it. Rashi brings it in your Chumash, in page 890, in your stone edition. The halacha is that there's a din of mamad, maimed, unshame maimed. The Koyanim have to do their avodah, the Levim have to do their avodah, and the Israelim also have their avodah when they do the korban is brought, unshame maimed. That the Yidin have to stand beside that korban when the korban is brought, so an individual Yid, if he brings a korban yochid, so he has to be there. Okay, it's questionable if the, the halacha applies by a carbon yochid or not. It's machalak zaposkim. Now let's talk about a carbon sibur. Listen carefully. A carbon sibur, a communal offering, carbon tomit. Right? And the Ramam says before that it's not, doesn't apply just by a carbon tomit. It applies by oracle, by all carbon sibur. Tomit was brought twice a day, right? Once in the morning and once in the late afternoon, right? In the afternoon. But the carbon sibur, there could have been many throughout the day, right? Carbon sibur, many carbonis. Carbonis, most of it said the Ramam says this halacha applies not just to carbon tomit, but to all carbon sibur. Any communal offering, the halacha is, you have to stand beside the korban. Says the Rambam, how is it possible that, I'm finishing, how is it then possible that the whole of, now the korban sibur is brought on behalf of all the klalis, the whole of the Jewish nation. For God's klalisrael, right? We mean the korban sibur. Could the whole klalisrael fit into the azora? No. So therefore, says the Rambam, what do we have? Anshe Maimed. What do we have? They appointed. So the Rambam says that the, the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im, Shmuel and David were Mesakin, just like they were rosters for Koinim and Nevi'im. They set up rosters for Yisraelim. And the rosters of the Yisraelim, there were 24 Mishmaris, 24 rosters, and they worked week, every week there was another roster. And says the Rambam, these Anshe Maimed had special, they were appointed to do special things. They had to be God-fearing, number one, especially Eden. And yet some of them, had to be lived wearing Yerushalayim. And when it came to bring the communal offering, they were meant to come and be beside the carbon. Number one, even those who didn't live in Yerushalayim had to gather in the shuls. And they were special ceremonies they had to do. They had to lane and they had to fast. And they had to call me. All the Mishnah is a Mesech 
kindness. Anshay Maimid was a special thing. Now, it's mid-oirais, it's definitely biblical, even though the Rambam says tiknu, it's just that the Nevi'im and the Shmuel, because we learn that from the Pasuk. So most Pasukim learn that it's mid-oirais, it's biblical, it's just derived, it's derived that the Nevi'im were so reinstituted, so to speak, the Mephoshim say. Number two, many Mephoshim say that it's essential to the card, but if you don't have Anshay Maimid, nothing doing. Okay, that's questionable already, yes or not. Some say it's essential to the kapora for the atonement, some say it's not essential to the atonement, the atonement will be fine even without it, but it's a mitzvah, it's a rice, it definitely is a rajba, a gemara, it seems from the gemara that it's essential, like the coin and the lovey. Let me just continue. If, now, the, listen to this. The Rambam really says, Be'etzim in essence, the whole Kalal Yisrael should be by the korban. I'm bringing a korban sibur. The whole of Kalal Yisrael should be b'shasa avoid of this korban. Come to again to Anshay Maimed, come to again to Nevi'im, and they says, listen, it's, it's just for practical reasons, for practical reasons, it's just not possible, they should enter the Azor, right? Good. So that's why there's a concept of Anshay Maimed they represent. They, the Rambam says, they are the Shluchim shall call Yisrael. Now, interesting, that's all beautiful from the days of Shmuel and David, we established the Anshay Maimed. Take up your Mishnah's Titus. What happened in the days of the Mishkan? Before the Anshay Maimed came about, the Torah says you have to have Tishmeru, you got to stand as a watch. And Maimed means a station. They were stationed to be there. They were the representatives of the Amish Troll. What happened before the Nevim Shmuel and David came about? So interesting, I saw two approaches. One approach was that we relied on the Koyanim. The Koyanim were also messengers. They're just like they're doing the slaughtering on your behalf. And they're doing the avoid of the service. So they were, so to speak, they represented the Yidin, the Yisrael, the Am Yisrael, so to speak, in that, in that sense. And then the Anshemaimi said, no, we actually won't have a separate uh, presentation. Others say, they, uh, the, the, in the Sefer, Maisel uh, Amelech, on the Vites and Arov, he claimed, this is the first spiritual to turn, the Southern Sentence is free, and the Vites and Arov says in Maisel Amelech, in Luzkele Amigdash, that uh, he brings from a Yalkut, from Sifri Zuta, that actually, no, they, they actually had, there was a, a concept of Anshay Maimed, the were God-fearing people, Moshe Rabbeinu chose, that they should stand beside the Karma. Listen to this. The Rogit Shover says as follows. The Rogit Shover says that this that HaKadosh Baruch Hu insisted that Yidin don't budge from around the Mishkan is because it's Geder Maimed. Geder Maimed. It has a criteria of Anshay Maimed. In other words, just like after the Zabes Migdosh, they had to be special appointed Yisraeli, that they should always be prepared. Either, in other words, be there with concentration, whatever, how. But they had to be assigned, they were appointed, and in essence, every Yid has to be there. Except we, we worked easy and we had individuals to represent them. Says the Rogachover going, in the days of the Mishkan, when we brought Karbonos, uh, communal sacrifices, the Am Yisrael, the Machana Yisrael, all the Eden who traveled with the Mishkan, in the Mishkan we brought sacrifices. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't you budge. As long as that Mishkan sits, you don't budge. Why? Because they're unshamed. You can travel away when a carbon sibo and a communal sacrifice is brought in the Mishkan on your behalf. You're walking off. You know how to walk off. Just like says the Rogat Shavu going. The Rambam says the coin is not allowed to walk off in the middle of his avoid. And says the Rogat Shavu going, just like the Levi is not allowed to walk off what he's in the middle of doing. Because he's appointed for that. He has to stick to it. Because if he leaves it, it shows that he's belittling HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The same goes with Anshay Maimit, says the Rogat Shavu going. That the Eden who are meant to stand beside their carbon, and it's incumbent upon them to be there when the carbon is brought on their behalf. If you walk off, that means you're showing you don't give a hoot about the whole thing. You're not allowed to stand walk off. 
So HaKadosh Baruch Hu therefore says, no way, you remain there as long as my Mishkan's there and it's not moving, you can't move either. Because when the Mishkan sits, here comes the Rogachavar. He says, now I understand why it says, when the Anon is there, you shouldn't move. So it would seem that the Mara'esh is there, you can move. Aha! Why? What's the difference? The Anon is during the day, said the Torah. The Mara'esh is at night. So no problem. You want to have a good time and walk out of the Machre and travel out and walk away? During the night time, you're allowed. Why? Because there's no Avedis HaKarbonis by night. So if there's no other sacrifice, you can walk off. So you're not showing, you're belittling anything. You're not meant to be there, like the case we spoke before. That the, the lady who was a chazan is allowed to also be a gatekeeper at night. Because it's not a problem. He's not belittling his avoider. He's allowed to, the coin is allowed to walk out of the base of Middush at night. Because there's no avoider. So therefore, the marriage, the Torah never says you can't move. You can move when there's a marriage at night. But by day, when there's an unknown, and it's a it's a carbonus, and it goes for all carbonus, you're not allowed to move. So it's get their mimed. Now the Ram, the Rogachover goes so far that he introduces this psikta zutrusa to say that there's a chiv misa. In other words, just like we find by the koye, it's so severe that Hakadosh Baruch Hu says you'll be, you'll get heavenly death. And the Levi also, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, if you change your job, you're not doing what you're appointed for. There's heavenly death. The Rogachover says it really, in principle, in concept at least, the same applies. It's the same concept and the same severe uh, uh, this punishment is also applicable to Dan Shemayim and Allah I, it, it definitely is not so. In other words, that there's such a severe punishment. But basically, the Rogachover going wants to explain this specific to Zutra. So why should there be such a severe punishment? But if we understand it in, this, in the light of what we explained, we see that it's really identical to the coin and the Levi based on this principle. Have a good night. Thanks for staying. Das ist geil, das ist geil.